0: God was God before electricity was discovered, Yes. so he's still God out here under the trees, even without a microphone or any amplification. Uh, we're, getting a, we're getting a taste of what it was like in the early church to be outside worshiping under a tree, so I'm thankful that he's still faithful, and he, he gathers with us no matter where we gather. How many of you know that? It, it only takes two or three of us, and boom, he's right there with us interested in what we're doing wanting to meet our needs and listening to our prayers so that's awesome uh, as Pam already mentioned it was it was very, uh, I guess, telling, ironic, or fitting, whichever one you want to use, that we started a series last week called Unexpected. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was not expecting to be out under these trees this morning. I was expecting to be inside in the air conditioning, which is also, thank you, Jesus, for whoever invented that. Um, but, but I think it's, a, it's just a good reminder that when unexpected things happen in our lives, how we react is a big deal. And uh, that's what guy. we started with last week. We said how we react to unexpected situations reveals our character. And yeah. and we could have gotten all bent out of shape this morning. Oh, we got to be outside. Why we got to be outside? Anybody say that? Maybe that was just me. Yeah. Uh, no. we, we could have complained. We could have gotten upset. We could have done all these things. Or we could have been flexible and said, God, I'm trusting you with whatever happens. And that's well, that's scared. just one example of what happened this morning. For, are we inside or are we outside? But every day things happen in our lives that we get a choice I wasn't expecting this and how am I going to react to it and how we react reveals what's going on in our character and what's really inside of us Uh, as as it was storming yesterday I, I started thinking you know anytime it rains in July we're always like oh thank you Lord it's so good for the grass or it's so good for the garden At what point does it stop being good for the garden? Like, oh God, this is too much, wait a second. Uh, I don't know what point that is, but it was a serious storm yesterday. I don't know how it looked where where you live, but here and at our house, man, the winds came through. Uh, I think I saw in the news, we had maybe 70, 75 mile an hour winds in this area. So anything that wasn't nailed down started rolling across the backyard and it was unexpected. And uh, I just want to remind us one more time, Pam already mentioned it. We prayed. Talk about an unexpected storm. Zach was at Stephen Dottie's house. He literally ran out to close the windows in his car. And before he got back in the house, this huge tree branch cracked off a tree in their yard and fell on Zach. And, and that's why we were praying this morning. Uh, I don't know, Christina, it was it was weird. She was almost happy and excited. Because she was like, I'm so thankful to God that he protected Zach, and all he has is a broken leg. Because if you saw this tree, that was an unexpected storm that caused damage, and Zach could have been seriously hurt, but I believe God's hand was on him, just like Tammy shared. Hey, on the road, wherever we are, we got to trust that God is watching over us. And that's what happened to Zach. So if you think about him, continue to pray for him. we're just believing for healing even as he's in surgery today getting some things worked on on his leg so uh where we left off last week uh paul the apostle was in a situation that he didn't expect and it was beyond his control uh he had been a prisoner and his friends were on Mm -hmm. a boat sailing to rome Mm -hmm. because he had appealed to caesar during his trial Mm -hmm. and in the middle of this boat journey Paul tells them, hey, we shouldn't sail anymore. I perceive there's going to be trouble, but they didn't listen to him. And as they were going, an unexpected storm kicked up that was probably very similar to what we experienced yesterday. It says in Scripture that it was a typhoon-strength storm or a nor'easter or what we would call a hurricane. So those winds that rolled through here yesterday, that was what the Apostle Paul was experiencing on a boat in the middle of the ocean, not a nice cruise ship, like a boat that was made for about 270 people, and they're sailing for 14 days during a storm like we had yesterday. And it kicked up to the point where the experienced sailors who were on the boat, it says all hope was gone. Come on, I don't know if you've ever been in a position where it was like, hey, I know how to do this, I'm an I'm an expert at it, I'm good at this, and I don't have any hope that it's gonna work out. That's where they were with sailing on the boat. And Paul began to speak courage to them. So I want to pick up a couple verses, the last two where we left off last week, to get back into our story. If you're reading along uh, on your Bible app, on your phone, we're in Acts 27. Uh, we're going to start at verse 22, and we're just going to pick some verses out and see what lessons we can learn of how to respond to unexpected things through what Paul and his <laughs> friends did. Acts 27:22 oh, 22 Jesus. says, uh, Paul went to talk to the sailors. He said, Take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. <laughs> I've, I've felt sometimes in life, like, the ship's going down. What are we going to do? But God is protecting and watching over our lives. That's, how many of you know lives are more important than the stuff? Really? Yep, yeah. and, and sometimes we get that out of whack when, when, when your kid calls and says, Hey, I just wrecked the car. A tip for all of you parents out there the first question that you should ask is are not okay? is the car okay how bad is it That's a bad that's a bad dad move right there the, the best question is how are you are you okay Because the stuff is not as important As the people And that's what Paul was trying to remind them The ship's going to go down But we're all going to be saved Because God is good and he's watching over us And he he says this in verse 23 He says for last night An angel of the God to whom I belong And whom I serve stood beside me And said don't be afraid Paul For you will surely stand trial before Caesar What's more God in his goodness Has granted safety To everyone sailing with you That's kind of where we left off last week Paul expected supernatural activity in his life because he knew who he belonged to and he knew who he served. Paul didn't fear because he knew God was with him. And he didn't keep that to himself. He shared it with the people on the boat. Come on, right there is a power of a testimony. For For us to stand up and share, the more we share about God's faithfulness in our lives, the more that people experience his peace. His courage, faith arises in them. Whatever you want to fill in that blank with, the good things that God deposits in us, when we testify, when we share His faithfulness and His goodness, it releases that in other people's lives. The more we do it, the more they get to receive it. We need to be people that don't keep our mouth shut and just keep all the good things God has done to ourselves. We need to be sharing them. So it goes on in our story, verse 27 of Acts 27. It says about midnight on the 14th night of the storm. Oh, two weeks of that. Come on, that storm yesterday was only about 30 minutes. And look how much damage it did and how worked up we got about it. Two weeks of this. It says the 14th night around midnight, as we were being driven across the Sea of Adria, the sailors sensed that land was near. Come on, that verse is nine verses later after it already said all hope was lost. And they've been sailing for that much longer. Come on, there's storms that last well beyond when all hope is lost. And the two weeks later, they're still doing this. Sometimes the storms seem like they're lasting forever. If if you ever had something go on in your life, you're like, when's this going to end? This is going on forever. We need to remember that the storms are often shorter than we think they are. Compared to the grand scope of eternity, compared to our whole lives, it's shorter than what the rest of eternity is going to be. How many of you remember Job in the Bible? Yep. Yep. Anybody ever go through such a bad situation that somebody tried to comfort you with the story of Job? You you know you're in it then when somebody comes and says, I I felt like God wanted me to share something with you from Job's story. You're like, oh, this really is bad, isn't it? Come on job's loss all the tragedy that he experienced most bible scholars say that that was only a period of anywhere between six weeks and six months right Mm -hmm. job lived to be 140 years yes out of a 140 year life six weeks to six months yes it was awful there were tragic horrific things that went on it was a storm in his life but it didn't last forever And the storms that we're going through, they're not going to last forever either. We have to remember that there will be an end to what's happening right now. Thank God, just like these sailors sensed that land was near. Thank God for those moments when we're in the middle of the storm and we have a sense that, oh, land is near. I I just got to hang on a little bit longer. I just got to trust God a little bit longer. Land is close by. And it goes on in verse 29. Uh, the sailors took soundings to see how deep the water was. They knew they were getting close to the shore. And then in verse 29, it says, At this rate, they were afraid that we would soon be driven against the rocks along the shore. So they threw out four anchors from the back of the ship and prayed for daylight. The enemy wants us to stay in that place where we feel frantic, like we're just being swept along by circumstances. Do you ever get there in life? Like, It's out of control. I'm just being swept along. I don't know what's going to happen next. And you get worried. You get anxious. You get frantic about it. That's where the enemy wants to keep you. And I'm about to give you, if you remember nothing else from today, I'm about to give you some of the best advice you'll ever get in your life straight from Scripture. Okay. Sometimes you need to slow down and pray. They, They threw four anchors out the back of the boat. To slow things down, and they began to pray for daylight. Sometimes in the middle of our circumstances, the best thing you can do, instead of trying to fix it, instead of trying to figure it out, instead of calling 500 different people looking for advice and hearing all these different voices, sometimes just slow down and pray. God, I'm really searching for an end to this storm I'm going through right now. God, I just, I just need to shut out all the other voices. I need to shut off all the electronic media. I need to not call. I just need to get alone with you and pray for daylight. Lord, give me peace in the middle of this storm. I just want to slow down right now and hear what you have to say. And that's right there what they did. They threw out the anchors. They began to pray for daylight. It goes on in, in our story, Acts 27, verse 30. It says, Then the sailors tried to abandon the ship. They lowered the lifeboat as though they were going to put out anchors from the front of the ship. Anybody ever see the movie Titanic? You you remember the guy that that got got on the lifeboat with the women and children? Like uh, being all sneaky, like nobody will notice me. I'm just going to go over here. That's what they were doing. We're going to go to the front of the ship and we're going to pretend like we're putting out some more anchors, but we're going to get on this lifeboat and we're going to sail away. That's what they were doing in this moment. And Paul recognized what they were doing. He said to the commanding officer, verse 31, He said to the commanding officer and the soldiers, you will all die unless the sailors stay aboard. Wow. (laughs) I don't know if that was a threat, if that was something he really heard from God, if that was just wise, natural advice, but he tells them you're going to die unless you stay aboard. I think Paul, by this point, had some credibility with the officer in charge. He had seen some things in Paul's life. He had heard him say things that came true. I think by now that he had seen supernatural things come to pass because of what Paul declared. He says, okay, I'm going to listen to you now. I didn't listen before we sailed when you told us not to go. But right now you've got my attention and I'm going to do whatever you say to do. Can I tell you that's that's part of of what happens the more we testify the more we share of god's goodness and his supernatural intervention in our lives the more people see that we have a connection to god and things happen when we pray that he takes care of us the more it begins to get their attention Mm. and pretty soon they say all right whatever you're saying i'm gonna listen right now because i've seen too many things that i can't explain that happen in your life god must be real i want to hear what you have to say The sailors were trying to get away on the lifeboats. Sometimes in a storm, we tend to rush towards whatever looks like the nearest exit. What do we get our security from? Oh, there's a lifeboat. That's going to save us. Oh, I've got $10,000 in the bank. That's going to save me. I've got Uncle Joey that I could call. That's going to save. Come on, where is our security that we rush to every time we get in the middle of a storm? We run to all these natural things to try to bail us out think surrender isn't about giving up or being hopeless surrender is about saying god i'm going to trust you i'm not going to lean on i'm I'm not going to put my support somewhere it's not supposed to be i'm not going to seek out something from a natural person i'm going to see what you want to do in my life thank you now now god may send a natural person he may send natural resources but it's going to come from him and not somewhere where we put our security sometimes the end of a storm comes, it's waiting, the storm keeps raging until we get to a point where we surrender whatever we put our hope in besides God. Mm-hmm, yes. And the moment that happens, the end of the storm was right on the edge that was about to, to take place. I think surrender deepens our trust. Man, I'm going to give up leaning on my own understanding, yeah. leaning on all that natural stuff, and I'm going to trust you. Acts 27, it goes on, verse 34, Paul talks to the sailors, he says, please eat something now for your own good. That's a good word right there. Food is always a good idea. And if you feel God stirring you to say, please eat something now to me, that's, that's a good word from God. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I just thought of all the, the foods that I want to eat for lunch right now. That's what came into my mind. So <laughs> I'm sorry if that happened to you also, but he's, he's telling them they hadn't eaten for 14 days. They're going up and down the boat. They've been trying to focus on that in the storm. They forgot to nourish themselves. Don't forget to nourish yourself in the middle of a storm. What is the word of God saying? What do I need to take into myself? That's going to be like thread to my soul. He says, Paul took bread He said not a hair of your head will perish He took some bread, he gave thanks to God Before them all and broke off A piece and ate it, then everyone was Encouraged and began to eat All 276 of us Who were on board Food really is a good idea Especially when you're thankful for it When you recognize where it came From, where is this, this provision That I'm experiencing in my life right now I recognize that it came from God's hand, and there's you can read a bunch of different commentaries. There's scholars that debate, was he actually doing communion at this moment? You know, Was he trying to do the Lord's Supper? They're, they're riding up and down the boat, and maybe they're not doing the wine because it sloshes out everywhere, but he's got the bread. Whether he was doing that or not, I don't care. All I know is one believer in the middle of all these people can change the atmosphere Amen. by just being That's thankful. Yeah. Hmm. Praise God. Out of 276 people that were on that boat, I'm pretty sure about 270 or more of them were not Christians. They were not followers of Jesus. They didn't know what it meant to have a relationship with him. And in the middle of those unbelievers, Paul is publicly demonstrating his faith. He says, I'm going to take this bread and I'm going to give thanks to God. The one who I'm serving, the one who I'm following, let me show you what it looks like to have a heart full of gratitude to him. And he demonstrated his faith in front of even unbelievers. Come on, there is something to demonstrating our faith in front of unbelievers. And it could be as simple as we go to the restaurant and we pray before we eat. That's right, Amen. I'm not saying you have to do that. You don't have to do that. I don't think God's going to smite you or curse your food because you didn't pray in the restaurant. But sometimes even a simple act like that in front of people stirs something in them. Wow, if you can be grateful in the middle of this storm, maybe I need some of that. Tell tell me more about what's going on in your life. And so Paul took that simple act of, I'm going to take this loaf of bread. I'm going to say, thank you, God, that you are the provider, even in the middle of this crazy storm. And I'm going to break it and eat it and give it to you. Verse 39, it says, "When morning dawned, they didn't recognize the coastline, but they saw a bay with a beach." Come on, they, they really are on a Mediterranean cruise here. <laughs> There's a bay with a beach. We're going to stop and have an excursion. Uh, it says they didn't recognize the coastline, but they saw a bay with a beach, and they wondered if they could get to shore by running the ship aground. Something on your, on your leg. Lake. Oh. dragonfly. My fear doesn't stand a chance. Come on, I, I get like I get like one or two amens, but as soon as a bug lands on my shorts, the whole crowd. There's something on your leg. Amen. Pastor Chris, you're gonna swell up and die. Man, if that, that that shows that I'm not preaching quick enough, because there would have there would have been a point in the story here when I would have used that for an example. That's uh, next week's sermon next week's. by a snake. <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh, uh, so where we end up after the storm may not look familiar to us. It may not be what we've always yeah, been used trying. to. Come on, they're on this boat, they're in the middle of a storm, it says there's land, but we don't recognize yeah. it. Yeah. How many times do we, are we stubborn and we keep going through the storm just because it's the end of it is different than yeah, we're expecting or what we're comfortable with? Yeah. God may use that unfamiliarity to deepen our trust in Him. Yeah. Say, it's not going to be like yeah. you did it before, yeah. but yeah, I'm still going to be with you, yeah. I'm going to yeah. lead you. Yeah. Yeah. Even when we see the end of the storm in sight we still need to trust god's timing here's what happened in acts 27 verse 41 they saw this unfamiliar coastline so the sailors were like cut the anchors let's go to the shore right now And in acts 27 41 it says but they hit a shoal and they ran the ship aground too soon the bow of the ship stuck fast while the stern was repeatedly smashed by the force of the waves and began to break apart come on god's Deliverance in our lives from those storms it involves a way and a when. Don't yeah. get so caught up in the way that we also miss the when. Yeah. Sometimes we run ahead of it's God, hard. we don't learn the lesson we're trying to be taught in that moment, and we get ahead, we get stuck because we went too soon and the waves start to beat us up. Yeah. There are still no shortcuts. Maybe you know people that their lives are a mess because they're always looking for a shortcut. Mm-hmm. Whether it's to make money, get a promotion, get ahead in life, get ahead in a relationship. There are no shortcuts. We we want to know the way. We seek God. Like, show us the way. But the when, if we have a say in it, the when is always right now. Yeah, oh my God. That, that way is a good way, but I want it to happen right now. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Unexpected wins coming up right now. So don't get stuck. By going too soon. That's all I'm going to say about that. There is a way and there is a when. And we got to wait on God to seek him for both of those things. So this is what happens in verse 42 of Acts 27. They're, they're stuck on the shoals. The waves are coming. It says the soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners to make sure they didn't swim ashore and escape. But the commanding <laughs> officer wanted to spare Paul. So he didn't let them carry out their plan. Then he ordered everybody that could swim to jump overboard first and make for land. The others held on to planks or debris from the broken ship, so everyone escaped safely to shore. Mm-hmm. Come on. You got to be ready, because sometimes the enemy yeah. will still yeah. act like he's going to kill you yeah. right before you get to the end of the storm. You're right there on the edge. Oh, I've sensed land is in sight. I see it. It doesn't look familiar, but I see it. We're heading towards it, and the enemy, right in that moment, will rear his head and say, "You better be afraid, because you're about to die." It's, it's not going to work out like you <laughs> thought. God, God's not going to yeah, deliver you. How many of you have yeah. ever heard that voice? Can we just yeah. be honest oh, yeah. on a Sunday morning? Right, you, you're in the middle of something. You're trusting God. I got people praying for me, yeah. and all of a sudden you hear that voice. What do you think you're trusting God for? Yeah. Yeah. He's not gonna come through for you. He might he might answer prayers for Pam or Karen because they're so spiritual. But he won't come through for you. How many of you know that's a lie? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just the voice of the enemy and that's what happened here. The enemy is worried that you're gonna get free. The enemy is worried that you're going to get to the end of the storm and be like, man, look at God's faithfulness. I have a yes. testimony that you can't take away from me now. Let you know that makes Amen. the enemy afraid. Amen. And so he tries to do everything he can to keep you from reaching the end of the storm yeah. and the shore. And it says, everyone, everybody say everyone. Everyone. Everyone escaped safely. God is able to deliver not just me, but everybody I care about that's concerned in the situation that I'm going through. Don't forget that the end of the story May not be the end God, You may get shipwrecked The boat may sink You may have to wash up on a beach But he's not done with you He's got plans and purposes for you He's going to use what you you just went through To reach somebody else in your life Thank you Jesus This is what happened You would think, yay, we're we're on land This is time to celebrate, this is awesome (laughs) Acts 28 verse 1 It says, once we were safe on shore We learned that we were on the island of Malta Thank God. Somebody asked for directions. (laughs) It says the people of the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy. So they built this Mm -hmm. fire on the shore to welcome Mm -hmm. us. Come on. After we get through the storm, we, we can get oriented to where we are. We can see what's going on what the lay of the land is. But I think we should expect kindness. From the people around us Especially if that's the seeds That you planted in your life During the storm If you didn't get worked up If you didn't get bitter You didn't get angry at people You continued to plant The seeds of kindness Guess what you're going to reap On the other side of the storm You're going to reap kindness From people And that's exactly what happened They welcomed them They began to build a fire In verse 3 Acts 28 says As Paul gathered an armful of sticks And was laying them on the fire A poisonous snake driven out by the heat, bit him on the hand. Where's Where's that bug now? <laughs> <laughs> <Long gone. laughs> Come on, the people built the fire, but Paul helped them. He didn't use his title. Hey, I'm the apostle. You guys build the fire. I'm just going to warm myself by it. He was involved in serving and helping people. He got right in there with them and served Whatever you're going through, can I say, keep serving people in the middle of it. Don't stop (laughs) serving others or giving yourself away just because you're in the middle of a storm. Can I I say that is one of the biggest temptations that happens when you're in the middle of something Mm -hmm. unexpected or out of control in your life. We get withdrawn. We say, okay, it's all I can do to keep myself together. And we turn our eyes inward. And I think God's will for us, call me crazy, but I think you can make a case for it from Scripture that even in the middle of a storm, God's plan is for us to still serve others, to still love, to still give ourselves away, to give away what he's freely given to us. And Paul was doing that, and a snake bit him. Thank God, in all of the outdoor services we've ever done, We've never seen a snake. Oh, my. <laughs> I, yeah. We, we, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Robert. Robert says yet. Uh, yeah. We We are not one of those churches. You're not going to see a snake indoors or outdoors. It doesn't matter where we are. If, if there's any snakes on the church property, we go and get the hoe and we cut their head off. That, we don't. <laughs> But he's gathering this pile of sticks And a snake comes out and bites him on the hand How many of you know or have experienced The enemy will often attack you Right after a victory Man, I just made it to the other side I'm out of the storm Look, we're on dry land again This is awesome And the enemy comes with another punch Just to see how you're doing And that's what happened to Paul He wants you to get discouraged and give up Like, oh yeah, you had that storm Look how worn out you are You'll never make it through this one and that's not true either This is what happened The people of the island, verse 4 The people of the island saw the snake hanging from Paul's hand And they said to each other A murderer, no doubt Even though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live But Paul shook the snake off into the fire And was unharmed <laughs> I think sometimes when we get that little attack right after the storm There's some people around you That will say, oh, you must have deserved what you were going through Mm-mm. Come on! Has anybody else heard that voice? Mm -hmm. Please. That's a lie. I just pray that we don't hear that voice from within our family or within the church. Yes, that's right. That's Mm -hmm. a lie. There are some people watching that will say, "See, they didn't. They got out of that storm, but they're getting what they deserve because I really know them." Don't worry what other people think when they don't know the whole story about who you are and what God has done. Yeah. Yeah. Don't listen to their voices. Just shake the snake off into the fire. It's good. Yes. Amen. The more we stay in a posture of being filled with the Spirit, of worshiping, of being connected to Jesus, some of you know the Holy Spirit is pictured as fire in Scripture. Sometimes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Just shake the snake off into the fire. Like, hey, I don't care what the enemy's trying to do to me right now. I don't care what voices he's sending. I'm going to stay in this posture. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to worship. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be grateful. I am going to be connected to the very fire of God and just shake that off. Mm -hmm. The more you do that the more it nullifies the work of the enemy in those voices. Yep. goes on in verse 6 of Acts 28. Just picture this. This is like if the bug would have bit me this morning. You guys are all staring at me. It says, The people waited for Paul to swell up or suddenly drop dead. <laughs> Any minute now <laughs> Any minute now. They're, they're watching, they're waiting he, I wouldn't even know what kind of snake it is They all look poisonous to me When you know, I'm out riding on the trail It could be like a nice little black snake That just eats rats and helps keep the pest away It's terrifying, it looks like a 10 foot long boa to me They're watching him He got bit by the snake And they're just like What's going to happen? If they had phones back then, they probably would have gotten out their phone. Like, we're going we're to upload this later. This is going to go viral. Watch this guy keel over or swell up and die. It says they waited a long time and they saw that he wasn't harmed and then they changed their minds and decided he was a god. You can't win sometimes. People may expect the worst, but we are going to have a testimony. Look at you your neighbor and say, we are going to have a testimony. We are going to have a testimony. There's people that are, are going to expect mass. you to swell up and die. There's people that are going to expect the worst to happen to you. And if they wait and watch long enough, they're going to see the faithfulness of God and we are going to have a testimony. Yeah. And the, the trick then is don't let it go to your head. Because it says, after he didn't die, the people thought, oh, he's not a murderer. He must be a god. Like, let's worship him or do something now. Don't let it go to our head. Just stay humble. It's not about the blame for the bad things that happen or the credit for the good things that happen. Come on, you just stay you. Be in that place of relationship with God. Let him define who you are. Let him get the credit for moving in your life. It's not about blame or credit. Just seek him. Yeah. And after... They watched Paul. He didn't die. It says they went to see the leader of the island. It was a guy named Publius. And <coughs> Publius' dad was sick. He's laying in the sickbed in the house. And it says Paul went in and laid hands on him and healed him. Yes. Yes. This is the last verse I'll read from this story today. Acts 28, 9 and 10. It says, Then all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. Yes. Yes. As a result we were showered with honors and when the time came to sail people supplied us with everything we would need for the trip come on even through a shipwreck a storm of getting bit by a snake paul didn't lose sight of what he had to give away to others right all right man your dad's sick let's go pray for him right now god healed the guy's dad all of a sudden all the sick people started gathering around him i will tell you that persevering through those unexpected storms in life will position you to give stuff away, to release the supernatural, to give yeah. away what we've been given. Yeah, Giving away yeah. the supernatural releases favor on our lives. It says that they came because they healed the sick people, the people provided for Paul and his friends everything they would need to sail. Mm-hmm. In fact, they gave him so much that later it says that Paul stayed in Rome for two years at his own expense he was able to pay to stay for two years in rome because of the generosity of the people on that island and it came from him just saying let me pray for you guys and see what god wants to do in your life let me give something supernatural to you and it unlocked favor on him the, the rest of paul's trip to rome wasn't quite as exciting or eventful as this as the two weeks at sea but it was just as powerful but I wanna tell you, here's what I would like us to do for an action item this week. Share something during a storm. If you're in the middle of a storm in your life right now, ask God, what could I give away? What could I say to somebody else to encourage them? How could I get my eyes off of me and what's going on in the storm and help somebody else right now? And I, I will tell you from experience, and you could probably talk to several people under these trees this morning and get stories, when you get your eyes off of yourself and begin to serve, your storm starts to look smaller and smaller. Excellent, yes. yeah. I, I don't know why it works that way, but God is so faithful yeah. that the moment I say, all right, it's not about me and my situation, and I begin to remember to serve and give away, my situation starts to clear up. The sun the sun comes out again after two weeks in the storm. Mm-hmm. So what can I do to bless somebody else even though I'm in the middle of a storm? If we could do that this week, I believe you will see God shift something in how we see our circumstances. Let's go ahead and stand together, and we'll, just, we'll pray before we go today. Just as a reminder, we won't be here next week. Next week is a fifth Sunday. We take the fifth Sunday off. We will not have an in-person service here, uh, but I actually told Pastor Justin I would come speak for him next week in West End. So if you haven't made other plans, you want to come worship in West End with us, that would be awesome. I would appreciate it. But if you've got other plans, go do those and don't feel guilty at all about it. Just say, thank you, Jesus, for a weekend. Um, also if, if you're here today, I, I, I kind of recognize everybody, but I don't know exactly where everybody is in their lives. If you're here today and you've never started a relationship with Jesus come on under a tree outside would be the best place to do that talk about having a story of where you met jesus i met him and invited him to come live my life right here under a tree outside july 24th awesome yeah on july 24th after this unexpected storm yesterday Uh, if you need to do that there'll be some people up here under this tent to pray with you and introduce you to jesus right here outside or they'll walk with you under the tree if you really want to do it like right under the tree that would be awesome Uh, but we'd love to pray with you and introduce you to jesus let's go ahead and pray together father we thank you for your goodness to us we thank you for your faithfulness lord that it doesn't matter if we're inside outside if the lights are on or off you are faithful and lord we see that in our lives Even the times when we've been in the middle of a storm Where it seems like there's no power Or something's going haywire in our lives You've still been there Every single time you are faithful To watch over what you've started in our lives And we are grateful (laughs) Just make that real Wherever you stand Just say Lord you're faithful And we're We're grateful Thank you Lord Jesus for your activity in our lives God we, We declare once again That we need you Yes. We, we can't make plans we can't force things to happen it's only by your grace and your hand and your mercy Lord that we see good things continue to flow through our lives Lord be with us even as we leave this place today give us opportunities to give away what you've freely given us Lord don't let us and keep those things to ourselves that you've given us, but let us be faithful to let others know how much you love them and how good you are. Lord, thank you for your hand upon us. Bless us as we go from here, and let your goodness and your favor be upon us. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Thank you guys for being here today. If you need prayer, come get some, but otherwise, you're free to hang out under the trees, or you're free to go. God bless you guys.